0: to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening with Google. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who's the founder of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale their organic search traffic. So far this week, Jordan and I have talked about Google's product review update launch. And yesterday, we talked about how they have punted on deprecating third-party cookies. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation asking if you would bet on Alphabet stock All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Jordan Cooney, co-founder and CEO of Previsible. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search
1: podcast. Hey, Ben, thanks for having me back.
0: Always good to see you, buddy. You know, we've covered a lot of ground talking about Google this week and not just the SEO stuff. We talked about third-party cookie deprecation, Google's take on privacy and how that affects SEO. So, you know, today I want to talk broadly not just about Google, But about their parent company, a little bit about Alphabet. So give me the ABCs here on how you view Alphabet, where they stand and some of the prospects on the company.
1: Well, Ben, Google's earnings were released this uh, past week and they announced a a kind of a mixed bag, I'd call it, that ended it likely in a positive place for them, but definitely not what they expected. Their growth slowed dramatically compared to last year and revenue growth was uh, dipped uh, to 13% from 62% the year earlier. so, So the past year, that's a pretty substantial decrease. Advertising revenue only increased 12%. So clearly advertising, which is the core of their business, isn't accelerating the growth that they would want to. And um, more importantly, YouTube advertising specifically slowed down quite dramatically. So when you're thinking about the overall health of the Google business, it was not as fast paced as it was (laughs) the year before, but surprisingly, it wasn't as bad as many of the analysts had expected it to be, and certainly not as bad as many of their other rival competitors who had seen 40 plus percent decreases in their overall performance.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that that's the the big headline here. Google had a little bit of a disappointing quarter. Seems like the, you know, the cash cow, hey, if you're going to start a business, why not start with a search monopoly, right? The search business seems to be healthy and, and growing consistently, but they're seeing fluctuations in some of their other businesses like YouTube. Alphabet is not just a search company anymore. They've got obviously the Android platform and a myriad of other products and services. When you think about obviously the short-term prospects are a little bit of a mixed bag like you said. You know, how do you feel about the long-term trajectory for Google and when you think about not just Google but Alphabet, would would you put your money where your mouth is? How do you feel about Alphabet
1: stock? That's a tricky question. I think it's rather surprising that they had missed their expected revenue targets almost unanimously across all of their product offerings. Remember, the majority of Google's money comes in from, from advertising and the different advertising mechanisms that they have. But they also make a ton of money off of cloud services and other services that they offer in, in the market. All of those things were uh, had a contraction. So to me, that largely is, is an indication of probably more macro forces than, than the actual health of the business. And many analysts, stock analysts came to that same conclusion, right? Which is, hey, everything's down a little bit, not nearly as down as say like Snap or Facebook and, and other advertising but only Shopify players. Or Shopify. Crushed. <laughs> or Shopify. Or <laughs> Shopify. But again, they certainly, they're faring the storm better than others. So I think that's the optimism that investors are seeing. I would argue that, especially with some of the things that we were talking about earlier this week in our podcast, like such as the privacy sandbox and other risky endeavors that Google is embarking on that could impact, directly impact advertising revenue, they're going to slow roll some of those things and make sure that they continue to present growth to the market, they are a publicly traded company. And that is a priority when you're a publicly traded company.
0: We don't really talk about stocks or in, investing much because this is an SEO podcast. So I, I think I'm obligated to say, hey, don't take our advice. We're not professional investors and we're idiots. And <laughs> yes. uh, But we're going to do a little role play and, and understand mm. that uh, we are not professional financial advisors, or I don't know if we have to give a disclaimer here. Jordan, l- let's pretend that I am the CEO of a budding SEO agency that's bringing on clients left and right, growing, scaling, everybody's happy, money's coming in, and I'm basically building my pool of gold coins. And I could either dive into the pool and swim around or basically I'm pretending to be you, (laughs) or I I could decide to, uh, you know, invest in the company that uh, has helped me grow my business, which is Google. When you think of the long-term growth prospects of the company, you know, do you empty your pool of gold coins here and say, all right, Google's going to be a leader in the industry in advertising. They've got all these auxiliary businesses. They've got a hardware business. They're competing with Apple. They're competing with Facebook. They're competing with Amazon for the cloud business. Like when you just look, at, you know, you personally with almost unlimited resources, wouldn't that be nice? Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You know, do you place bets on Google or are you putting them on Apple or are you putting them on Amazon? What, what are you thinking as you're prioritizing some of the big tech companies right now? Tom?
1: Yeah, so the big tech companies, there's a smattering of challenges that this past year has has presented for many of them. If you look at companies, the smaller ones, like the Snaps of the world or the, I mean, this one isn't particularly small, but still relatively compared to Google, small Twitter, they've been dealing with a smattering of problems that have caused a tremendous amount of challenges to their ability to create growth. And many, some of these stocks like Snap are down like 80% this year. Then you look at companies like Facebook, who, again, are facing maybe more criticism than, say, challenges as a business, and they're down like 40%. And then you see Google year to date, and they're down 20%. And I think that that's a resemblance of the resilience that this business has, the innovation that they've been able to continuously pursue. I really like a lot of the things that Google is doing around AI and how they're leveraging their AI for uh, paid ads and allowing more sophistication around mapping queries to ads and really identifying ways for advertisers to reduce their cost through that kind of technology. And so there is work being done by Google to enable advertisers and make more money for them. And that's always going to attract more more advertisers to that platform compared to to their competitors or rivals in the market. So I wouldn't necessarily empty, as your question went, my entire pool of gold coins, which I wish I had. But I would certainly be remiss to say that I wouldn't put some in there because their growth prospect coming out of any challenges that this economy faces is quite positive.
0: I forgot to mention that you also have three kids and that there is no way that you would A, have a
1: swimming pool or B, be able to fill it with gold coins. This is correct. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So, Ben, how about on your side? Since I know you do have a pool of gold coins, what would you do with them? Dude, I'm a podcast
0: host. I don't have a pool of gold coins. I don't have a puddle of gold coins, all right? I have to sing for my supper, almost literally. That said, you know, we talked yesterday about the third-party cookie deprecation, and I put on my conspiracy hat and said, well, Facebook and Cambridge Analytica happened, and Apple decided to crack down on Facebook, taking away their access to some data and affecting a lot of other companies in the wake because I think that that hamstrings the development of the metaverse and allows Apple to retain their leadership in the hardware space. And then Google is following on restricting access to third-party cookies. And to me, the real thing that's happening from a long-term perspective is the major platforms are saying, forget data sharing. The people that own the data, the first-party data collectors, are going to have an advantage in advertising. And so I look at it as Facebook is moving away from their ad model as it exists or they're kind of putting it into the cash cow perspective because they're trying to get into the hardware space so they can own the hardware and be a first-party data collector. That's a long road and a big investment, and there's no real guarantee that the metaverse is going to exist and be as profitable as their leadership in social media has been. We look at Apple, who has the ability to potentially create an advertising platform, but it's sort of counterintuitive to their messaging about privacy. I don't think Apple really wants to get into advertising. And then you look at who are the other big players that have access to all of this first party data, not only because people are searching, but because they have 50% of the hardware share And I look at Google as being like one of the only companies, if not the only company, that has this huge trove of first party data that they can control without being impacted by the other major platforms, i.e., Apple, but they're also in advertising. So, just from the growth of the advertising and digital advertising business, I think Google's really well positioned. Now, what happens with their cloud investments, you know, competing with Amazon? What happens is, you know, Apple versus Android and and hardware adoption. I don't really know about that. But just looking specifically at Google's advertising assets, I think it's a good bet. But what do I know? I'm just a podcast host. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's the
1: challenge of picking stocks.
0: (laughs) I'm throwing throwing darts at a dartboard here. But uh, if I had a pool of gold coins, I think I'd probably be into Google in the long term, maybe not the short term as much. But Right now, putting money into tech stocks seems like it is basically just might as well light it on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, co-founder and CEO of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io.